Welcome back to the Anxiety Slayer podcast. I'm Shan Vanderleek here with my wonderful friend and co-host Ananga Sevier. This week we're responding to a question from our private Facebook group about journaling. And it says, I've never journaled before and would like to try it. What do you write and how do I begin? And since our theme this month has been about proactivity and self-discovery, we thought we would dig deeper into how we can take more steps into healing and learning what works for you. And journaling is a very personal choice. So today we'll be talking about different journaling practices and their benefits. Both Ananga and I journal, and we'll talk about our personal practices with journaling. Welcome back, Ananga. Hey, Shen. I don't know that we've covered journaling on its own as a podcast episode, so I'm glad we're digging in. Yeah, I don't think we have in passing. We mentioned it a lot in passing, but I don't think we've done an episode specifically on journaling. So a good topic to explore. It's something that over the years I've really enjoyed hearing others talk about. It's something I like to read about. That question made me smile from our group because that's how I roll as well. I mean, you know, we all do things different ways, but some of us like a bit of inspiration and guidance before we get going. So it's a great topic to explore and a great practice to develop. You made me aware of a gentleman by the name of James Pennebaker, who is a social psychologist and has extensively researched the benefits of expressive writing. What what can you tell me about him and what you've learned from his work? He has a couple of great books, which I've really enjoyed. I have one on my desk with me here called Opening Up by Writing It Down. And the subtitle is How Expressive Writing Improves Health and Eases Emotional Pain. His books are very research-heavy, but readable research. They're not dry. Mm-hmm. Lots of statistics about different groups with different challenges, physical health, asthma, autoimmune conditions, all kinds of things. And he'll encourage people to go through a process of unburdening themselves by writing, by expressive writing over a period of time. And, and there's so much research that he's gathered because he's been doing this for a few decades now on the effects of that writing. So for me, that's very encouraging. And I'm drawn to him because I've lived with chronic health conditions all my adult life. So anything that helps express stuff, release pain, improve your chances of living a more comfortable life, I'm down. (laughs) You're down for that. Absolutely. There's a quote of his that I think is really powerful. People usually don't talk about emotional upheavals because they fear the reactions of others. The purpose of expressive writing is for you to be completely honest and open with yourself. Your audience is you and you alone. And studies have shown that when people disclose a trauma to someone they don't know or trust, they hold back and don't show benefits. This is something we're going to talk about later in this episode, the safety of writing. And it's very interesting. I've been reading his books in bits and pieces for probably about five or six years now. And sometimes something will click with me on a different level. And one thing I realized in my own journaling was it took me a long time to be able to write for me, honestly and and openly. Mm -hmm. My conditioning is to show up in a way that's acceptable to others. And it's something I've really had to work on. 
that we're all acceptable just as we are. Yes. Welcome to my world. (laughs) Yes, something you've helped me with. Make you blush if you read my journal. (laughs) Yeah, but this is the thing. Where else can we have permission to unburden ourselves? Right. You know, expressive writing, express yourself. So it's been very interesting for me over the years. You know, I'm also British, so we we tend to be a little... Yeah, stiff upper lip. (laughs) (laughs) Also, we've had some questions come in from different members of our group from different cultures that have been brought up in this way to swallow our words, to keep your mouth shut, keep quiet. Suck it up if you're suffering. Yeah. All these sayings that make us feel perhaps ashamed to to express ourselves. So there's no way safer to do it than on a piece of paper. And it's yours. It's yours. And what you choose to do with it afterwards is your choice as well. We don't have to keep it if we just want to purge. Bless it and burn it. Yeah. And that can be an extremely healing practice in and of itself. So it's very interesting to to read these teachings of people that are experienced in, in writing for healing. Definitely worth exploring his work, James Pennebaker's books and research. There are some personal reflections that you can sit with if you've been thinking about journaling, thinking about sharing your heart on the page is how I think of it. And just to be in a space of asking yourself, why am I drawn to journaling? Am I looking to express and clear my mind? Am I looking to record gratitudes and inspirations? Uh, Would I like to journal creatively? And all of these are different ways that, that you can show up and journal. But to start with, why are you drawn to it? And often that is to create a dialogue with yourself and to move forward and release what you might be holding on in your body. And our bodies hold on to so much of our stress and anxiety and pain and getting those thoughts and feelings on the paper, on the page, can be incredibly healing. It's really helpful to know why. Why are you drawn to journaling? What would you like to experience? And that's the question in asking, how do I need to do it? Rather than, how do you do it? We often ask this, how do you do it? And we're asking somebody else how they do it. We can draw inspiration from that, but we need to know how we do it. Personally, I journal on paper. That will be if I want to clear my head, I'll just write and write and write and then rip it up and it's gone and it's done. Purgative writing. I also journaled with an app I've mentioned before called Day One that I really enjoy. And that's where I put gratitudes and photos and trips out and good times with loved ones. Every year it will give me a on this day, some nice memories will come up, some prayers, some reflections, something I've learned that I want to be represented to my mind. I want to look over again. I'll do that too. So there's no one way. We might have different journals for different purposes, and it's all good. It's just what we need. Right. I like Facebook for the memories that come up as well. It's similar to what you have in that app and a picture will come up or a quote or, or something that will bring me back into alignment with where I was on a particular day and, and always brings a smile uh, or another like, oh yeah, I haven't thought of that in a while. Mm-hmm. Like you, I like to write in a 
journal I like to write on paper. Uh, I collect things online. So I'll collect beautiful images and beautiful graphics and things like that. But, but most of my work is definitely on the page and I have multiple journals depending on what I'm doing at the time. I'll have one for clearing. I'll have one for connecting with my higher self. I have another that's just purely based on the moon and astrology. <laughs> I have notebooks everywhere. Yeah, me too. That I like to add to. And, and of course, morning pages, which we're going to talk about a little bit later, are a part of my journey and something that I like to do. And that's just to wake up and get some words on the page first thing in the morning. You can do any or all of these. The only thing that you need to be mindful of is what appeals to you and make a start. One of the options that we didn't really discuss is um, creating a journal that you're drawing in, that you're pasting pictures in, that you're making more of like a collage style journal. And those are so fun and beautiful. It's been a while since I've done that kind of work. I still like to create collages on on a piece of paper, but to do so if you're super creative to have a, a journal like that that you can use some colorful pens or paints and uh, just really make it something even more special if that appeals to you. I think for anxiety slayers that's a particularly wonderful practice because folks who struggle with anxiety tend to be creative people. So if we can harness our creativity mindfully and um, a beautiful way to do that is to nature journal, to go and sit somewhere and look at a tree or a plant and sketch what you see. And there are some beautiful examples on Pinterest and Instagram of nature journalers. And not all of them are brilliant artists. Many are, and I very much enjoy looking at their journals, but not everyone's a great artist. Some are just scribbling out with heart what they see. That's a really nice thing to witness and a very healing practice to just take some deep breaths and slow down and it's very simple and if you can get your back against the trunk of a tree and and as the earth is starting to warm up soon in the northern hemisphere sit outside sit on the ground be grounded and sketch what you see or write what you see again it's whatever works for you to help you be creative and mindful in the moment Today, we wanted to make you aware of a brand new partnership that we have with Pure Spectrum. We've been testing their products for a couple of months before bringing them to you. Pure Spectrum is a company that cultivates and crafts hemp-derived products like CBD oils and salves and bath salts and a number of different products. And Ananga and I have been trying specifically the um, cannabidiol oil and the relaxing lavender salve. And we've both had good results. They have uh, family farms that implement sustainable growing practices, ethical processing, all of that stuff is important to us. And so we can offer you a 15% coupon. All you need to do is enter the word slayer when you check out at purespectrumcbd.com. And you will get 15% off whatever product it is you're interested in. I love the oil drops. I have been using those for a couple of months before bed for better sleep. And I'm noticing a difference and really grateful 
for that difference. How about you, Ananga? How are you doing with your testing? I have tried the drops as well. And one thing I would add to that is I was really impressed with the clean taste. Very easy to take. What I've been um, testing is their lavender pain relief balm. And I'm very happy with that. I've been putting it on my arms and hands where I have some muscle pain before sleep at night. Sometimes I get neck and shoulder pain and it's been really effective. If you've been thinking about trying CBD products, we recommend that you visit purespectrumcbd.com and give a look around and be sure to use the coupon code SLAYER and you will get 15% off your order. There's also a link in our show notes if you are in a position where you can't get to purespectrumcbd.com at this moment. Earlier, we were talking about the safety of writing and how writing is safe because there's no risk of judgment or bypassing from anybody else. We know that talking to the right person can be fabulous medicine. I'm so grateful to have you in my life, Ananga. I know that I can share anything with you without being judged for it, which is amazing. But opening up to someone who doesn't understand, can cause more harm than good. And so we take this and we write. We take whatever it is that's troubling us. We express our emotions. We externalize our thoughts, but we do it privately. And then we get to choose what we do with our words next. As we mentioned earlier, you can keep them somewhere safe or you can burn them and release your thoughts you know, into the air. I had a ritual Uh, journal burning, I think it was last summer or the summer before, where I read my old journals and then burned them. It was time for them to to move on. And I really like the idea of blessing and and burning. Some of them I save, but mostly I I get it out and, and get it gone. Yeah, we need to find a way that feels safe for us. So if we're happy to have some journals around in in handwriting for a period of time, then great. If we need to burn them and get rid of them every so often, great. (laughs) If we need to burn them as we go, that's also good. It's simply what works for us. We might have a beautiful journal where we're going to keep most of it, but the odd page gets ripped out and and destroyed, ritually destroyed. (laughs) Mm. And that's good too. It's having the habit and having it work for you. And that's really what journaling is about. It's permission to be you, permission to express your wonderful, unique self. There's a quote I really like from Edith Eager, where she says, the opposite of depression is expression. What comes out of you doesn't make you sick. What stays in there does. I think this is a a real good reminder of the benefits of expressing our thoughts and releasing our thoughts, getting them outside of our head, where they can weave such a web of um, a stuck story that it's really hard to extract yourself from. That is such a potent quote. The opposite of depression is expression. Well, let's talk about some of the different uh, ways that journaling can help us as a step to healing and to anxiety relief. We've got a few discussion points here, and we'll, we'll start with clarity. Journaling can really help us gain some clarity before we reach out for help. I can remember times in my life where I've felt the need to express something to somebody, but I wasn't really clear. I knew I had something I needed to get off my chest. But as I started talking, 
I just felt increasingly vulnerable and kind of like I was verbally falling downstairs. And even if they'd been able to help me, they'd have had a tough job because it all came out in such a big jumble. Where would you start? And that can just feel really vulnerable Mm. and difficult. So I think, you know, taking a moment to write things out. If you're working with the people at BetterHelp and you want to do some journaling before a session, you might find that you you're already more focused and tuned in on what you need to do in that session, what you need to discuss in that session. So journaling really helps bring clarity. And that in and of itself is a healing step. It's also helpful in finding the words that we recite and use for EFT tapping and clearing to just get everything out on the page. How are you feeling? What are you afraid of? What are the sensations in your body? And then to go back and create those wonderful scripts that help you get to the core of what's going on and and do that beautiful clearing. Yeah, we we get so many questions from people saying, I I don't know what words to use for tapping. I'd say that's the number one asked question. I don't know what to say when I tap. Journaling can be a fantastic way to find the words for tapping. Just write out a story and experience your morning, what you feel apprehensive about, and then look through with a a pencil or a highlighter and get the pieces that really feel emotive and use those in tapping. We have a guided practice um, that tells you exactly how to do that on our Patreon as well. And you can also revisit your journals and revisit your writing for deeper insights. When I mentioned burning some of my journals before, it was so interesting to read what the prior version of myself had to say, the things that I was struggling with or suffering with, things that I was celebrating, felt so foreign many years later. And at the, and at the same time, I had so much um, love and respect for what I was sharing on the page. And it did give me some deeper insights into how much and how far I've come. I read the word revision last week with with regard to journaling and I saw it with completely different eyes. You know, sometimes you look at a word and you just feel it differently. And I saw it's two words, revision, which of course is what it means to look over again. Mm -hmm. But I was thinking about that in the context of journaling, how sometimes we'll see an entry from two or three years ago and, and it's a revision practice. We see it again with fresh eyes. And often I'll ask myself, what's different now since then? Mm-hmm. What have I learned from that? And what have I learned since that event? And sometimes I'll journal a little footnote at the bottom of the page and I'll say, you know, two years later, I've come to understand this or, you know, I'm grateful I don't feel that way anymore or I still feel that way. I still honor that feeling and I've learned this, something like that, revision for deeper insights and, and that ongoing process of, of healing through writing over time. Journaling helps us process experiences and emotions in a way that I'm not sure anything else does. Yeah. We have some recommended reading that we'd like to share with you as well. One book is by James Pennebaker, who we mentioned earlier in the podcast. So on my desk here, I have Opening Up by Writing It Down. And he has another book, which I have on my bookshelf, Expressive Writing, Words That Heal. And uh, his practice that he recommends is if you're distressed by something, set aside three or four days and write for 15 to 20 minutes a day 
about it for three or four days sequentially and see what that does for you and, and how that helps you process. But his books are very good. Uh, again, lots of research, lots of examples, lots of stories. If that's your kind of book, that might be a good fit for you. But uh, sometimes we prefer something lighter, more creative, or some journaling prompts. So, Shan, you've got a, a classic recommendation. The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron is one of my favorite books and practices. And I've gone through the work, I've taught that class. I've been a part of the Artist's Way for a long, long time. But we'll just talk about morning pages today. Uh, morning pages are three pages of longhand stream of consciousness writing done first thing in the morning. What I'd like to share is that there is no wrong way to do morning pages. They truly are not a high art. They are not even writing. They're about anything and everything that crosses your mind, and they are for your eyes only. The invitation here is to not overthink them, to just sit down and start writing. I had a day, Ananga, where I wrote, I don't want to write morning pages. Yeah. <laughs> I have nothing to say in my morning pages. I don't even know why I'm sitting here writing anything at all. Mm -hmm. and, and, then, <laughs> <laughs> and then it led to getting some information on the page. But even that was helpful because it was, that was the mood I was in. Yep. And Julia says that anyone who faithfully writes morning pages will be led to a connection with the source of wisdom within. When I'm stuck with a painful situation or problem that I don't think I know how to handle, I will go to the pages and ask for guidance. If you don't know who Julia Cameron is, please look her up. She is phenomenal, a phenomenal artist and teacher. And The Artist's Way is such a great book and practice if you want to light up your life a little bit and love up your inner artist. It's such an amazing book. And it's one of those books that's really stood the test of time. In fact, I think it's having quite a resurgence at the moment. I remember buying that book when I was about 29, 30 years old. And it had this beautiful cover with, I think, geese flying. And a beautiful mountain. Yeah, yeah, and a beautiful mountain. A few months ago, my daughter said, I've been really wanting to read this book. I heard uh, an artist that I follow recommended it. I just bought it. It's called The Artist's Way. <laughs> I love that. And the first thing I said was, oh, they changed the cover because <laughs> I was really attached to the old, yeah. the old cover. But I was thinking, wow, that's amazing. There's only a few books that really go another generation like that. Yeah, it's been, it's been 30 years, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, a few weeks ago, we were in a charity bookstore that we love, full of old secondhand books. And I said, oh, look, The Artist's Way, that's the version I had with the beautiful cover. So um, she bought that one, mm -hmm. the old version. It's a great book to go back to over the years. And again, different layers of understanding are revealed when we go back to these, these practices. Definitely worth looking up. Yeah. Julia Cameron. Yeah, there's so much gold between those pages, especially if you're looking to, to come out of your shell a little bit. Mm -hmm. There's a wonderful invitation to do that. Yeah. Well, before we close today, we do want to make you aware of uh, a 
wonderful practice that Ananga created for you. It's called Story Release Journaling and Clearing Practice with EFT Tapping. And would you like to talk a little bit more about this before we head on for the day, Ananga? It's something we created a little while ago. It's on one of our teachable courses, but we brought it over to Patreon so our patrons can follow along and use it as well. It's a practice for clearing old stories and beliefs with EFT tapping, a step-by-step practice that tells you exactly how to do that, how to pick something that you want to be free from, something that you want to change your, your dialogue about, your story about, you want to feel more comfortable about, and write it out and then clear it with tapping. It's something we used to teach in workshops. It's one of my absolute favorite uses of EFT. The combination of journaling and EFT tapping, how does it get any better than that? It's a really powerful process. And once you know how to do it, you can do it in such a broad variety of ways. You can write a letter to somebody and go through it and clear things. So many different ways you can do it. But it's a really good healing practice to have and understand. You can get our story release journaling and clearing practice with EFT tapping for clearing old stories and beliefs along with over a hundred guided relaxations, tapping sessions, and teachings for calming anxiety on our Patreon at patreon.com slash anxietyslayer.